This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Welcome back to Kelly and Ramia. Thanks for continuing to tune in as we get through some very juicy conversations and information this time around on the Thursday edition of the show. And uh, Kelly McDonald I and may, I, yeah. I would just like to take a moment sure. to say fedora's off to the gang over at Double Tap and the illustrious guests that were on their show today. We sat in for a two-hour discussion because, of course, it's International World Braille Day, mm-hmm. recognizing the importance of Louis Braille's creation for all of uh, us who, who use Braille and more, and what that contribution has done to the world, um, whether it be Braille through paper braille or, or Braille through technology. Yes. Um, wonderful show today. I believe it's repeated uh, later on, the two-hour block again on AMI-audio, so do check that out. You find, can find that on the schedule, AMI-plus. Uh, uh, you can find it over there, .ca, AMI-plus.ca. Um, but I really wanted to thank the other panelists. Grant was one of them, uh, Elizabeth Muller, uh, Kim Kilpatrick, our, our, of course, committee reporter on the program, and then Sean and Stephen and, and the multiple guests that, that were on there and contributions from people. Really nice. Thanks for including me over there at AMI-audio in this really interesting topic. Awesome. Check it out. And of course, Louis Braille, happy birthday to you. So let's get into some mental health conversation. We've been looking forward to this chat on the new journal app, highly anticipated on the latest iOS. And Mike Fair has checked it out and he wants to review it. Audio entertainment and accessible technology are increasingly important in our lives. I'm Mike Fair, here to help you make the most out of your devices. We'll share tech tips and product reviews. Plus, I'll steer you towards the best accessible games, audio dramas, and podcasts. We'll talk about it all here on Kelly and Ramya. Mike, this is basically Apple's new um, simple app to help us keep on top of our mental health game and keep track of how we're feeling. And this is, we've talked about journaling in general over time with lots of other apps, including Day One, which is a top hit. But this is an app embedded into iOS 17. So what's the basic idea, in your opinion, on an app built for journaling? Well, any uh, you can journal in a notes app. You could use a word processor. I mean, there's been apps even before these apps were started to, to appear. But basically, the, the thing with journal apps is they have to give you more to encourage you and help you to journal, to actually think about your life, to uh, you know journal on, keep up journaling habits, to encourage deeper thinking. So these apps, uh, they have they facilitate journaling. So they they have questions or prompts to facilitate your writings. You're not like, what do I write now? Uh, mm-hmm. There's, you can attach audio, video, health information, mood information, location, pictures. So uh, they, they facilitate that. So you can like, you can put uh, material from your life in there uh, to reflect back on. Uh, they usually have some privacy and security features to make sure your information stays safe. That's the kind of thing you find in a dedicated journaling app. Wow. It's interesting to me as someone who doesn't journal, but understanding totally being able to do some of those things, especially when you talk about a comment, a piece of audio or video, um, and then to go back and look at that and think you know, where you were or what, what use that is to you, whether it's keeping track of stuff or for the, the mental health piece. Now, Ramya mentioned uh, some of the 
apps that you have brought forward, some of the different methods over the, the years of you being on the show. How does this journal app from Apple distinguish itself from the many others that have been around for years? Well, journal apps do a lot of these, these things. What Apple does, what Apple really brings that's new is the machine learning available on your phone, that artificial intelligence uh, that is monitoring, keeping track of all the different things to, to make it as smooth an experience for you to use that phone as possible. And it's totally private on your phone. So uh, Apple is saying, hey, we'll get this app and we'll put the machine learning to work for you. Uh, so it will try and, and you know make suggestions based on what it observes of your life, music you listen to, health, uh, all those different things that it tracks, location, who you're near, all kinds of things that can track if you let it. And, uh, you know, Apple has a brand, it, it's a core, core keystone of its, its current branding and sales is privacy. It's people who are concerned about privacy. You know, Apple is saying, look, we're not using this information for anything else. So they'd have a ton to lose if anyone's private thoughts ever have, you can have some trust that Apple is leveraging all its security to keep that data private and won't misuse it, or it will lose face. It will... It will, there will be consequences if something goes wrong there. Yeah, that could so really a lot hurt of third, a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of third-party apps you know, will collect that data, and you're not as sure, right? I mean, you don't know what's going to happen based on what they do. So you really have to read their uh, you know, their guarantees and, and things and, and think about who do you want to trust with your information. So Apple's got a really good thing in terms of leveraging all that. I mean, it's not even just your words and thoughts. It's literally your music, your, what you're watching, what it predicts your mental state to be. At some point, you know, it, it'll probably be prompting you based on what it thinks you're already feeling with all the AI and machine learning. So, yeah. yeah it'll make yes. you almost wonder. You'd almost wonder, like, if you get compromised in your banking app, obviously a bad it, it thing. It just feels so personal. Ways, but it almost seems more personal. It does. It feels very, yeah. very intrusive already to be just trusting yeah. the journal app and iOS or Apple altogether and then thinking about what if this stuff gets leaked is pretty massive. So why does Apple think that people won't find it creepy uh, that, you know, they're asking you to write about things that happened to you? But basically, they're banking on people being familiar with their security and, and realizing and their branding. So you have to buy into Apple's message that it's not using this information for anything. It's basically your phone learning about you with machine learning and putting that information to use to make suggestions to help you live a better life. It's Apple say, you know, making its money, offering a service to you. You know, you've invested in this very expensive iPhone. This is a perk that you get, you know, a value add that you get based on that investment. So Apple, it's this isn't the thing that Apple will make direct money on. This is if you're more happy with your iPhone, your chances are you'll buy the next one. It's a longer term game that they're playing. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's interesting too, Mike, because it's so important, as you guys have mentioned, with the mental health, to be having somewhere to go to share these thoughts and things in our world of technology as it stands now. But you would almost, because of so many people, whether it's the police warning you about this call, this person, this app, or you would almost feel foolish trusting or don't want to later be told, well, why would you trust an app like that? You are foolish. That. So it's, yeah. a, it's a heck of a game that these folks at Apple are taking on because you're fighting against so many things that many of us have been taught for years long before technology. 
Um, I don't know if you want to comment on that, but if you want, jump into the layout, please, of the journal app. Well, the, yeah. Well, the, the only comment I'd make there is, you know, Apple has taken massive steps to, you know, to, you know, fight for people's privacy. They yep, went yep. against the government uh, to mm -hmm. try and keep our information safe and not have to make a back door yep. for government agencies. Law enforcement. So they've, they've walked the walk. Yes. And uh, even, in a lot of ways. even if you think about just the history of Apple leveraging uh, our trust in other areas, right? Like physical health, like um, wearables, like just saying, you know, implement our ecosystem into your phones, your computers, your iPads, your wearables, your earphones. Like people are invested in the ecosystem. So why not push it to this yeah. level, right? Exactly, and nothing's happened based on their fitness information. Mm -mm. No one's, uh, mm -hmm. oh, this guy's a wimp, let's rob him kind of thing. That kind right. of stuff doesn't happen because nope. of what Apple's done already. Right. So there's, they've built trust. Yep. They've, they've, yep. Uh, yep. So, and as people so should feel comfortable to do that. But anyway, yes, sir, the layout. Yeah, the layout of the app. Okay, so it's very simple. Uh, the journal entries are stacked on top of each other from most recent to oldest going down, and each have a heading, so you can use that rotor, turn the rotor to headings, flick down to flick through your entries, to go back uh, and you can also filter there's a filter button at the top left and you can filter by you know different bookmarks if you bookmark some of the entries that are important then you can filter for that and just see those entries uh, by audio by location a whole bunch of different choices there on the bottom right on the bottom there's there's uh, a compose button and that gets you to the composition screen so screen so it's a very very simple layout no tabs to worry about or anything good uh, what's the entry composition screen like? So the first thing you get to is, is uh, uh, choices. There are a bunch of choice buttons that you can flick through and double tap on the one you want. And uh, so you've got new entry is the first one, and that gets you to a blank uh, text field. You can just start typing. If you flick past that, if you keep going right, there are recommended uh, moments from your life. And the, more, the longer you use the app, the more uh, personal stuff it has. But... You basically can have uh, recent or, or recommended and or moments it's noticed, like where I visited my family for Christmas. I said, what did you think of when your trip, your trip to Hamilton, right? So it knew where I went and said, hey, you know, what do you think about this? Uh, and then there are reflection questions you can choose. What would you choose as a name if you had to pick a new name? Something like mm -hmm. that. So there's a series of those. You can flick down uh, on with the rotor to access more options. And with the reflection questions, that gets you to an option that uh, basically shuffles them so you get fresh reflection questions. So uh, that's that's kind of how that goes. And in, in, in the more personal suggestions will come as the app learns about you. So wow. It's so interesting. Layout. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's what people need. You need that ability to go in, do your thing while you're thinking in the moment. After you pick an option, Mike... Is an edit field all there is? No. Once you pick an option, there is a series of tools in addition to that edit field. So you can just type in that edit field, and if you picked a suggestion, it'll be at the top for you to review. Uh, you can also add, uh, there are tools to let you add an audio recording, a location, and, and a few other things, uh, photos, music, uh, that sort of thing. And uh, then there's a, a done button at the top left when you're done, when you're happy with the entry. So that's that's basically what's there. And you can actually call back the suggestions if you want the suggestions again. There's a tool to, to re-summon them as well. So you've got a few things down uh, past the edit field that are these tools. Mm. I mean, I, 
I know they're not necessarily bells and whistles because people do interact this way, like even just with social media posts and such, right? We're always adding multimedia to our posts. It's never just text anymore, but I'm such a minimalist when it comes to journaling that uh, I wish that there were ways to just not have all these extra options unless I really, really wanted to add them, but I guess they're just going to stick around anyway, right? Uh, kind of like Pretty format much. options. You, you you can, uh, there are settings you can skip. You can set it so it skips the suggestions and plunks you right into the Right into just a screen. quick, yeah. Because so, mm -hmm. yeah, the, the so way I'm thinking about it, Mike, you know, a lot of people, this is not the norm, right? Daily reflections is not the norm. So uh, to get into that, you wonder if you can make it easy as possible, but then on the other side of the spectrum, you're like, yeah, but make it fun for people to add their... Yeah, I think you have to make it normal such. because most people are doing it. They're going on X or wherever and yep. putting stuff where we say, oh my gosh, why would you ever tell them everyone out here? Do that? Because they're not the doing do it that? on a journal. Exactly. Yeah, show yeah. it on your journaling app. You yeah, know? yeah. But it is cool <laughs> that they've made it so easy for you to add everything right in there. Um, are there any limitations to the journal app? You can't import or export to third-party journal apps. So you can't take your day one journal that you kept uh, for years and import it into this. I was going to ask you about uh, that. That's that's one thing. Uh, you can. Uh, it's only on the iPhone right now, so that's another kind of limitation at the moment. Uh, also, shared assets. Uh, if you if you decide if you're in photos and you decide, oh, I want to make a journal entry based on this photo, you can only add that one photo to that journal entry. Uh, if you're sharing from outside the app. But if you make a journal app inside, then you can go and add more than one asset to an entry. So that's a bit of a quirky limitation that you'd think Apple would remove at some point. So there's there's a few yeah. things uh, like that that, uh, that have uh, kind of... Uh, also, the searching is another thing. Searching back through entries doesn't have massive search facilities. Uh, you just basically can filter and then look for things like bookmarks or look for entries with different characteristics to sort of narrow it down. Uh, so uh, be sure to bookmark any important entries that you might want to go back to at some point. So Mike, this is okay. really, yeah. really geared for, yeah. for reflecting as you go forward more than looking back. I'd looking say. back. And that's an interesting choice. Mike, do you want to quickly, quickly, if you can, give it, get into settings really quick? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are a few settings. You can choose to lock your journal so that you need your face or touch ID to uh, to access it. Also, you can choose to uh, have suggestions skipped so that you don't see them. You can just start writing. Uh, scheduling, you can choose to be reminded to journal to make it the normal thing to do in life. Uh, so you can set, I want to be reminded at such and such times, right? And have it pop up in your notifications. So Fantastic. those are uh, the main ones. You can also choose uh, monitoring uh, and, and privacy, if you go into privacy settings and you, you'll see a journal suggestions, you can basically choose what uh, is monitored to come up with suggestions and what you don't want monitored. If, if it like makes you nervous to have something, one of the aspects of your life checked up on by your phone's intelligence, you can say, no, I don't want that <laughs> and turn it off. So you have full control over that. Good. I, at least they're going on with that customization, making people people, uh, making sure people have the option to opt in, opt out in all the different ways that they're making possible, Mike, because we know this is kind of new for Apple, right? Not just saying, yeah. this is it. This is all we're yeah. giving you. Awesome. Thank you so much for covering this app. We were really looking forward to it. And um, of course, as it upgrades, you will continue and keep us posted. Absolutely. All right. Talk to you next week. All right. We'll see you then. Mike Fair joins us on Thursdays. We cover audio entertainment and tech.
pretty much anything and everything in that realm of Convo. After the break, we have What in the World, where we flip through quirky stories. And one of the stories today is about a New Jersey couple who's welcomed a set of twins who were born in two different years. I'm sure you can guess the premise around that. Jeff Ryman's here with What in the World after the break on Kelly and Ramia. Stick around and learn something new. Kelly and Ramya return with more in a moment. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts. 